Hi George, uh, this is me Nadia from Zenonco and Love Heals Cancer. Hello. Um, we guide cancer patients in adopting an integrative oncology treatment approach. We help them find the right balance between mainstream treatment and complementary treatment approaches. We help patients with our team of oncologists, lab experts, nutritionists, and other healthcare professionals in getting the best treatment outcome for our patients, right? So we also help in connecting patients with other cancer warriors and caregivers like yourself here today. Um, when a person relates to another story, they get to know that they are not alone, and that is the intention here. They have gone through. We've all gone through different um, journeys and different stories of people, and a lot of us have had queries regarding this, right? Yeah. So. Um, uh, what we're trying to do is set up a platform where people's queries are answered and in that way, the inspiration is reached out to everybody, right? Sure. Yeah. Sure. So um, you can take it from here, sir. This is your story to tell. The whole world is listening through me and Zen Onco and Love Heals, Love Heals Cancer wants to thank you. And on our behalf, you're, you know, we, we would like to really thank you for taking the time out. And, you know, it's a busy schedule out there and time uh, I mean, the time difference also matters. Uh-huh. So uh, we really want to thank you for being here in the first place. And of today, this is this podium is yours. Thank you. Thank you. I'm I'm glad to be part of this. And uh, I wish something like this was available when I was going through my personal journey. And this was so my uh, the. Issue was uh, for my dad, Mr. Chirail Worky Francis. He was 69 years old when the prognosis was made. And it was um, squamous cell carcinoma. That's the um, cancer name. And it all began with a regular checkup uh, or a visit to a dentist. He had um, a swollen gum and um, he just wanted to check it out. And the dentist on the first visit, they looked at it and they said, oh, okay, this seems to be a problem with the tooth, which they promptly removed. And okay. within one month, my, my dad still did not feel the, the swelling within the gum going away. So he visited the, uh, the dentist again. And at that point, they uh, they looked at it and they said, okay, it looks like you have a growth in your sinuses, so in the uh, sinus area by the nose. And um, they said, you go and meet a specialist for this, and um, which my dad did. And the the specialist immediately used a scope and they looked inside the sinus area and they saw a pretty significant growth. And they, what they suggested was immediately go for a scan and get a full MRI, or rather a CT scan done for to investigate how big the growth is. Uh, right. This happened to be right around the time when my dad was planning a visit to India. In fact, just two days after the visit with this doctor, he, he was uh, flying to India. Uh, we, we are based in uh, Plainsboro, New Jersey. 
okay. um, USA. So just just to give perspective, and my my parents lived with me here uh, in in the New Jersey house. So yeah. my dad, uh, his he he was also a um, uh, uh, IT professional and working for the federal government uh, of USA, and um, he was taking uh, or planning uh, to retire within a year and goes back and settle in Kerala, India. So uh, this trip was very important to him as <clears throat> he was um, planning to build a house there, a retirement house, and um, live there for the rest of his life. We did not see this coming. And um, so he, he, he said, okay, uh, I don't have the time right now. And uh, the specialist, uh, the doctor, he said, well, you should not lose any more time on this. So why don't you do the scan when you're in India? And my dad agreed to that. He got a prescription. So when he was visiting India, he got the scan done. And the um, scan results, uh, the, the doctor who was looking at, at it, he immediately said, okay, this looks like it had spread, the, the tumor had spread pretty much in this whole area. Um, and uh, they said it seems to be a very aggressive tumor. So you need to schedule a, a surgery as soon as you get back uh, to USA. And right. um, that sort of um, started our journey towards the the rest of the, the this this was 2017 February. So the uh, the whole of 2017 was then dictated by this uh, prognosis and uh, my dad came back in a month so he was back in march um, approximately mid middle of march we started visiting uh, multiple doctors just to see what was the right way to go go about it and the uh, it was pretty clear that he needed a surgery to remove this because it was pressing on his nerves and uh, he was losing sensation in his uh, upper lip area. Right. So, right. Uh, and scheduling a uh, surgery takes time, especially this type of complex surgery. And um, we were uh, referred to the University of Pennsylvania Medicine, UPenn. Um, and uh, so they call it Penn Medicine. That's the facility name. And uh, it's a very uh, famous uh, university in Philadelphia mm -hmm. and uh, medical school as well. So they uh, we got a, a time appointment with a specialist there who looked um, at my dad's results and they scheduled some tests on there. And uh, and um, it no matter how fast we wanted it to be done, it took it took approximately uh, two to three weeks before we could get him. To the hospital uh, surgery uh, session and um, this was the day after um, Easter that day so Monday um, in 2017 and um, we just did not know how it would go and the um, there was a one um, area I just wanted to uh, I missed telling you this but when we initially uh, tested uh, there was a question about whether this tumor is malignant or not. Right. And um, so that also, we we did lose a little time there. The first time it was tested, 
uh, it came out as non-malignant, so mm-hmm. which means that there's no cancer, and we were very elated and uh, happy with that. But uh, we, um, the doctor was not convinced. He 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 suspected that the, this was malignant just because of the way it was growing, and um, he did another test, and uh, unfortunately that came out. Uh, uh, positive and malignant. So that's how the surgery had to be scheduled pretty quickly. And uh, so on, um, all this happened within, you know, so two to three months. Uh, so February, March, and mid-April, we are uh, getting a surgery done. And um, it all came to our family as a, uh, a shock. We were s- sort of in denial that this could happen to him and my my dad was um, at 69 years old but still he was um, a fit person very fit person uh, did everything uh, much better than me i was in my 30s but he he still had a, a great personality very optimistic person so uh, he he was handling it well and um, for the family we were just there to support him so it's Myself, I'm the only child, and um, my mom, uh, we were the primary caregivers uh, for him through this process. And um, my uh, rest of my family, so my wife and my uh, two kids at that time, they, um, so they were kids very young, so they didn't really know what was happening. But yeah, this was our um, core family living with him, taking care of him. And uh, so the surgery, it was uh, 13 hours long, and um, it was a pretty complex surgery because of the face area yes. is yes, so yes. full of nerves, and they had to be very careful. They did a, the doctors did a great job, and um, after 13 hours, he he came uh, to he he regained his consciousness, and my dad was in his jolly, cheerful mood, and um, so I mean I, my. Uh, what I, amazed me was that he went through all this pain and um, he knew the life had changed drastically in the last few months, but he was holding it together and not, I still don't know if it was for us to see or for himself to uh, experience that and keep himself going strong. But uh, regardless, that uh, approach and his attitude really helped not himself, but also his caregivers as we went through this. And um, yeah, he he came out after surgery and obviously they had to um, cut up this area and a uh, lot of swelling and pain, but he, he handled it well. And within a week, he was discharged. He, we brought him home and uh, uh, that's when the challenge began. Uh, so the uh, the diag- the diagnosis was that if uh, this comes back uh, right. the the tumor with, uh, comes back the recurrence. Uh, then yes then it can be a concern um, or else it can be managed that's what the um, initial uh, uh, outcome of this um, analysis was and what happened was um, within uh, a month it came back so uh, uh, the issue was he he was having already because of the, all the surgery he left lost 
all sensation in his um, uh, mouth. Uh, he couldn't chew from this side. So and, the left side, um, left side, right? Left side, left side. Yeah, and um, uh, so that one month before uh, we went back to the doctor, it was a journey in itself just to recover from the surgery. And uh, um, so he was initially uh, only getting fluids, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, they were not even allowing him to swallow uh, anything because of the uh, whole um, muscle there needed to recover. And um, so that so the, in that one month, me and my mom, we we had a we were taking shifts like twelve hours. She would take care, another twelve hours I would be taking care. And uh, we got a hospital bed uh, installed in our house, and uh, so to get get him as much uh, care as possible. possible right. And, and um, uh, he 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 was doing good. And um, uh, by the you know first two weeks, he actually felt much better, and he was able to start eating, and um, uh, was on well on the recovery road at least from the surgery right. so the everything we were very optimistic when we went back to the doctor okay uh, but but that visit uh, the the uh, surgeon he um, looked at my dad's uh, new scanned reports uh, recent scanned reports and um, he he pretty much said that there is no not any hope for him um, they, they, so in America, the doctors can be very honest and candid about this. Yeah, they, they, very they, blunt about. Yeah, so they can, um, uh, and it depends on each doctor too. So in this case, this surgeon, I mean, uh, he didn't sugarcoat it. He said that, you know, um, I don't think he was being practical. Now that I uh, look at it in hindsight, he he did say that there is um, this type of surgery, I mean, uh, the uh, tumor, it's so aggressive that no matter what you do, especially because it's in your um, uh, sinus, which it will eventually spread to the brain and, um, and it, there's not much they can do. I mean, they cannot ever completely take it out from the system. So um, the, it's better to just live your life yeah, um, as is, uh, without going through any further treatment, and just you know, take let it take its due course. And um, we we were not we didn't see it coming. Uh, it was me and my dad with, uh, at the doctors, and um, we. I mean, we don't a, we don't see these things come. We just don't. Yeah. Uh... Yes, and especially it was like a bumpy ride. You know, you are going through it, and then you feel okay. We are fine now and suddenly another bump comes and um, i understand uh, it, it just um my dad was uh, at that that's when i really saw him for, for the first time uh, really thinking about it uh, where all what is this all heading you know and um uh, i said okay let's not uh, worry about it let's see what uh, there was another oncologist whom uh, we were going to meet right after this appointment so I said, I, I think we should just give him a call and see what he says because this surgeon already said, don't don't do anything else, you know, just go home. And uh, that my dad was a fighter always, so he said, you know, that doesn't make sense. I mean, if we don't fight it, there is no chance. 
but if we fight it, exactly. there may be some chance. And um, so for that reason, we, we gave the, this doctor a call, Dr. Lukens. And um, on the phone itself, I said, uh, doctor, the, so I'm calling because my uh, dad has been told that he shouldn't pursue any further treatment. So what should I do? And uh, a doctor was like, come over, let's just talk about it and let's go through your uh, uh, scans and we will uh, uh, discuss if there is any anything we can do. So we went there and a very nice gentleman, uh, he, he looked at my dad's reports and um, he said, okay, there is, uh, so he was a radiation oncologist. So he said, uh, we can use radiation and try to manage this. We will never be able to cure it. So, yeah. but we can try to prolong the uh, the life aspect uh, yes. by managing the the growth of the tumor. Yeah. And um, so I asked him directly that, what would you do this if it was someone or your family member? Would you actually go through this, or what would be your um, analysis or um, decision in that? And he said, if it was my father, I would have done exactly the same uh, way of treatment. So I said, if after I heard that, I was like, okay, there's nothing more I need to. I mean, if a physician himself is putting his confidence in this, I said, okay, uh, let's go with that. And my dad was completely on on the same page, and uh, we started our journey again. And that was. Um, uh, for another two months, they they said okay. So, but he went through probably forty or so treatments, uh, mm -hmm. the radiation treatment, and right. um, uh, the, that whole thing was again a complex thing. In the morning, we would have to take him there, and um, uh, it took roughly three hours uh, for the whole thing. I mean, the treatment itself was ten minutes, but just the process of getting so it was one hour this hospital is one hour away from our house and uh, we stuck with that hospital only because it was the best in this area yeah. so uh, we decided no matter if we have to uh, go a little or travel a little more but if it gets the best treatment or uh, care then that's what we wanted so right so right. yeah so one hour back uh, to go there, another hour to come back, and at least another hour to uh, get him through the radiation treatment. So um, easily three to four hours every day when it he was going through treatment. So uh, luckily, my employer, they were very supportive of this. Wow. And uh, they, they just uh, said, take your time. You know, so I was still working. So even if I would be taking him to the hospital um i would have my laptop with me so while we were waiting i'll do some work and um you know, then when i we came back i would uh, try to complete or finish up on uh, whatever i was doing so um but it would not have been possible if the employer did not uh, support this and um i mean uh, I cannot thank them enough for that. Uh, they they did a, uh, uh, the whole uh, 10 months or so that I was um, with my dad doing this. They never asked me, uh, you know, where are you with any projects or anything. And um, thankfully, I still had the resolve to uh, complete it. I mean, I, I was disturbed 
personally with what my dad was going through and um but uh, whenever i could uh, i would try to just get my work done and that also was a way of me trying to cope with what was uh, happening so exactly uh, yeah. something yeah work is not what you want uh, as a coping mechanism but it actually in some cases it was yeah. helpful that i had something else to think indeed indeed so um i did uh, so work was one way i was coping with this and then my uh, family i have uh, young kids uh, so they just taking care of their day to day requirements also was another uh, major major distraction yeah. that helped me just yeah. uh, refocus and um, so yeah so we went through the radiation treatment for um, a month and a half and um, they said okay so come back in a month uh we will uh, do a, another scan and uh, as long as it doesn't spread to any other area you will be fine that what that was the radiation oncologist um, uh, thing so we did another scan uh, this was probably in july and um, uh, we went back to the doctor and uh, un- th- that was again another bump in our yeah. uh, journey uh they found a new cancer spot in, in his spine so mm-hmm. we were like okay so this has spread uh, and um the doctor said uh, as long as you know the spread you know we'll have to see every month will be uh, uh, we will have to understand you know if uh, wherever they're seeing the spread they're going to treat but yeah. uh, they just they are, they did tell me that this is very aggressive they have not seen that type of cancer he was when they initially uh, did the biopsy they said this is a third stage mm-hmm. um, uh, cancer but the way it was going he said that uh, there is uh, it's easily at the fourth stage there is nothing right. they can really do and um, so we at that point we had to make a decision like do we continue with the radiation is there anything more that can be done right. and um, uh, at that point we started considering chemotherapy okay so so in chemo uh, so we we met with a doctor called dr hartner and he was another straightforward guy he would just tell you everything on the face and and he he said um again he, there is no treatment that, that was uh, and for this specific cancer there was no medication so you know so there when you hear about blood cancer and um, lung cancer those uh, it's a much more common uh, occurrence and because of that drug companies make medication mm-hmm. um, for those so there is some level of treatment available for those but there is not, if you just look um at this specific uh, cancer they they did not have any real not much research has been done um not much medication has been uh, or there was no medication basically so uh, one suggestion that doctor made is there is a medication that works on for bone cancer uh, right. and that because it was spreading to his spine and uh, they said okay we could try to use that and see if that would help 
Right, so, right. and this was just an oral pill, uh, and not uh, any injection or anything. So, um, he, we said, okay, you know, let's try it because we don't have any other options. And my dad was, uh, okay, we, we need to keep trying. And we cannot just sit at home and uh, wait for this. So he said, okay, let's let's go through that. So that was. Uh, that took us to a different direction. I mean, we're still doing our radiation uh, to his spine, and uh, but this whole thing we had to meet um, um, food. Um, I forget forget the term, but she was uh, 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 so one dietitian. We met a dietitian just to understand what type of food intake he could have because uh, there are side effects. Um, yeah. with the um, consumption of um, uh, s- uh, such a medicine. And um, uh, so we met them. We uh, met a speech therapist because they said, once you start this process, there is a chance that you will have some uh, irritation in the throat and uh, your speech may be impaired. And um, also how you eat and all that, you, it can be affected. So um, we did all that and we came up with the plan. It was tough for him because that medication, uh, when he started consuming it, it just uh, wouldn't stay in his system. He would start throwing up and um, even he lost interest or appetite in uh, and uh, the, in none of the food that we would make uh, would um, uh, be good for Agreed him. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So and so it it took maybe a week just to get him back on his appetite and regain his appetite and um, eventually he um, he was okay with that and uh, he was able to manage with that medication. So I mean he will still have some episodes where he would uh, throw up but uh, maybe it was reduced to twice a week from every day uh, uh, so so that was uh, in itself a, a, a small win for us that okay he's at least uh, on medication and um, we wouldn't know at least two to three months later if if it was working for him so uh, we went through all this and um, in november uh, he he was fine i mean he was back uh, his uh, whole surgery part um, had healed uh, more or less, and uh, he was eating. And he, um, this is the time when um, uh, my younger, my my daughter, she had started uh, preschool. So we were trying to. Um, uh, this was a unique situation because it was not part of our school district, and uh, so there was no bus transportation available. So. Um, my dad said, hey, I will go drop her and um, pick her up. It's only um, two and a half hours uh, the school time. So I'll drop her around 8.30 and pick her around 11.45. And I was like, are you sure? Uh, and he said, no, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm home. And uh, he actually had gone back to work as well. So he was working remotely. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. So, um, he, 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 so he had taken six months time off during this surgery and all. So the option was either to quit or just continue working. And he said, I'm, I'm going to work. And so uh, so he was working, he, he was uh, taking care of my kids. Um, so not only just my daughter, but then they had 
uh, karate class in the evening so he would take them so and i also didn't say no to it because i felt that that kept him yeah, uh, yeah. distracted and uh, positive so <clears throat> so he was doing all that november uh, uh, through november uh, even into the beginning of december and at that time one thing we noticed was he was losing weight you know so uh, and uh, which was worrying us then we thought it was probably the medication and mm-hmm. uh, side effects of the medication and um, he started complaining about some pain in his hip area and mm-hmm. uh, uh, one thing we learned from the soul experience uh, at least in his specific case was when you uh, um, you complain about pain in some area that potentially meant cancer had spread to that area so we were not very uh, uh, posi- uh, positive about the whole um, this new discovery and um, so the december first week there was um, uh, another um, set of scans that had to be run and um, we preemptively we i called up the doctor and he said get the hip area also scanned because let's see what's going on and um, so this this was the first week of december so uh, all the these times well, our um, numerous trips back and forth um, it, it it was a special experience with my dad because we just me and him in the car and we would talk about life and things like that so his whole focus was one the house construction in india uh, when it was going at a good pace and he he his thought was so um if it all gets done in march of 2018 then we'll go and get the rest of the treatment there or something on those lines and um uh, i said but i cannot come there for um uh, the treatment i i would rather want you to stay with me so that i can take care of you and he said no yeah his preference also was that i i be around him and they said okay yeah we'll, we'll think about how we go about it and um one uh, uh, the other um area that I, i i wanted to also bring up is during this time i my one of my cousins um uh, jisha and her husband daiji they they were uh, strong supporting uh, pillars for us through this uh, and another friend called sunil um so three of uh, all these three people individuals they um uh, took turns occasionally to take my dad to the hospital and um just staying there if there he had to uh, stay for, uh, for a couple of days in the hospital then um uh, at night sometimes it would be sunil or uh, daiji um or myself i mean depending on uh, because it 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 came to a point where you know it became so redundant every day it was um, this is all you did yeah, so they saw that it was uh, getting to me you know because i was getting affecting you as well yes yeah yeah so they uh, and uh, because of that i i think i was able to continue the uh, the journey and you know so um, some breaks in between really helped me through that that process same thing with right. my mom i i said well we never took her to the hospital for this i said 
Mm-hmm. Don't worry about that. You stay home, you know, and um, if it at all comes to it, then um, I am there. So you don't have to worry about anything uh, in terms of care for him at hospital. So so that way we were, um, we were blessed to have some friends and family um, uh, who were close to my dad uh, through this process. I mean, my dad was um, not too comfortable uh, to um, have many more people come and help. And he was like, okay, because, you know, it's all very personal. And um, uh, so we did we did have a lot more friends and neighbors who were helping us in other ways, uh, you know, just getting the groceries done or things like that, because I was away. Uh, I just by the time I would come back home, it would be too late. So, uh, so we, in other ways, a lot of people contributed uh, to this this journey. So, so December um, first week, uh, we we just spoke. Uh, we we went to a new uh, uh, location for the scans to be done, and um, there was a, a beautiful um, uh, farm next to it and it was full of Christmas lights and things like that. So uh, there's a fair, uh, Christmas fair uh, in that area uh, on the weekends. So I said, okay, dad, next week, let's come back here. And um, I did not know that it was so close to our house. So let's, uh, uh, we'll go through that. And he said, yeah, let's let's do that. So everything upbeat, uh, we were um, looking forward to that. And just uh, that weekend, um, uh, my dad, he was just helping my son uh, get some print, printing paper from his room. He went right. and I heard a loud sound uh, from my, my bedroom. I ran uh, to his bedroom to check, check on him. And uh, I saw him, he, he was fo- uh, fo- uh, on the floor. And he, had, um, he said, I don't know what happened. I just um, fell and I had to help him up. But when we helped him up, he had extreme pain in his hip area. And um, he said, something's really wrong. I, I don't know what's going on. Um, uh, we had the emergency people come in. Uh, we took him to the hospital. And um, he, uh, we, it was the worst fear that we had. One, that he had um, broken his hip. Uh, and two, uh, he had cancer in that area. So um, the... Most likely, uh, we still don't know to this day whether he broke the hip while he just bent over and or whether the fall impact was the reason for his hip fracture. But regardless, I mean, cancer was spread in that area. And uh, uh, so we had to immediately take him to the hospital. um, And the we, because this was an emergency, we took him to a very close by hospital just to get it. Um, I looked at and uh, the doctors there uh, said, okay, because this is a complex case, it's better recommended to take him to the original uh, hospital where he was undergoing treatment. Right. So, so we had to schedule another um, uh, transition from this hospital to the um, Penn Medicine Hospital. And um, all this really shook me up. And um, I just uh, couldn't handle it. I, in when we were, uh, he was being taken in the ambulance. I was in the um, uh, my car alone, going there, and um, just couldn't hold myself. I was pretty much uh, in tears all all the way there. I called my wife. I was like, 
this is uh, not good you know the the whole thing i just felt like hey, all the months that we had um, been uh, with him uh, i felt that this is not going in the right direction i uh, this seems to be like um, his uh, time is coming pretty soon and um, my wife was very supportive about that and she said don't don't worry let's let's just trust in god and see uh, where this is headed so we went uh, to the hospital and my cousin i mean uh, daiji he he also came there he stayed with with me that night and um, again he was there for uh, roughly 2 weeks uh, in the hospital because of the fracture um, the doctor said we don't have time to lose so let's get him radiation while he was in the hospital itself rather than coming back home and doing it so we started treating it so i mean it was just a um, very crazy schedule with him already in pain uh, but we had to uh, uh, schedule someone to take him to this radiation room and all this um, just took a lot of coordination and his pain uh, it was uh, pretty pretty intense but he um, handled it very well he said the only thing is uh, what i cannot bear is just move when people move him from one bed to the the stretcher he said just uh, so i was always there when that was taking place and just reminding the people because uh, the staff who would come to do this they were not always aware that he had a fracture they That's were true. there to just get him for a scan so i had to always make sure that uh, please understand that uh, he has a fracture so please be very uh, uh, careful when you do this and same thing with the nurses so i had because i had been with him for all these days i understood what he needed and um, so i would i would be the one telling the nurses okay this is what he has been going through so they they wouldn't need the nurses to talk to each other I, they, they were had full confidence in me so they would be like okay this uh, person knows uh, what he is talking about so uh, I, I i would share all the uh, input as to what he has gone through what medication he had what dosage all those things and um, so in and in, in december that was uh, maybe the week before christmas he was finally uh, back home after all the treatment was done and i mean we still had to take him for further radiation and mm -hmm. so except for christmas day even on december 24th we were there and um, uh, we we celebrated christmas uh, it was a uh, very muted celebration and um but he he was upbeat uh, even then we we every year we have a uh, uh, three or four families we would get together for christmas so um they actually uh, approached us and they said we would still like to celebrate with uncle and uh, we we were not thinking about it but we said definitely i think he would also like that so we all um celebrated together i mean uh, and um, uh, at that time i said okay dad you know um, he he was also coming to terms with this that uh, it did not look good and i said you know what um, uh, treatment in one place uh, that's fine we are going through that 
but th- today is the day we should celebrate and let's have a drink together so we had a drink together and um uh, so all in all we we could uh, whatever we could do to keep him upbeat and uh, ourselves upbeat we we did at that point and um uh, in uh, <coughs> january he was again uh, w- working through this whenever he was out of hospital he would get back to his laptop and he was uh, having meetings uh, uh, and his co-workers knew him as a very jovial guy and um, so he was he was still the same no one would really know that oh he was going through all this um, during uh, the calls and uh, um, <clears throat> so after that in uh, january uh, we we um, he was Uh, completed all his treatments and um that's when we were told that okay so there is no more treatment that we can do for him i mean this came from the chemotherapist dr hartner he said you know uh, uh, and my dad was like let's get uh, that there was another medication that uh, they were talking about um because this oral pill it was uh, they realized that it did not work for him so they asked him to stop that and um uh, they said okay this is uh, um, iv uh, provided uh, medication but uh, dr hartner was like i don't recommend it you know they, there is no reason for you to even try this it, the chances are you know next to nothing that you it would work but uh, my dad he, uh, he insisted that he he would like to go through it i mean we did not have any alternate medication options so we did think about using some natural uh, therapy or uh, and we had heard of something in uh, yes. karnataka area that they were giving some medication uh, and it worked for a lot of um, uh, cancer patients and uh, we were thinking oh maybe we can look into that but uh, he was not in a condition to travel at that point so we said okay so maybe let's wait for him to go through this in initial chemotherapy if if that helps him then and if he's travel ready then we can take him back to india and give that a last shot so uh this was in um, mid mid january or so so um we started the chemo uh, okay he went through one session and um after that uh he could not do any more chemos because his uh, immunity level completely dipped and um uh, they they mentioned that uh, if, if the immunity level is at, not at a certain level then you cannot receive more uh, chemotherapy and it only because uh, chemo it really kills all the good cells uh, and uh, um it makes your body susceptible to any any illness uh out there and um that's what exactly what happened to my dad so i mean we had changed our um, uh, um house to uh, for his needs so in uh, we made a makeshift bedroom in the uh, first level itself because he could not climb the stairs after the broken hip he was um uh, initially in a wheelchair but uh, the physiotherapist they came and um, they were able to help him um, uh, use a walker and uh, start moving so he he was moving around but uh, in the in the house so uh, but even the bathroom everything was downstairs after that and um, uh, not sure um, at that time 
yeah, he wanted to, you know, definitely take showers and things like that every, uh, pretty much on a daily basis. And we said, you know, just be careful. We, we were worried about him falling sick. And, um, uh, but uh, just uh, would pay to what he wanted. And uh, unfortunately, I'm, I'm thinking uh, because of the cold weather, it was extremely uh, cold at that time. He uh, got pneumonia. So, uh, and um, he had a fever. Uh, when he got a fever, we, um, we were told that if it uh, is above um, a certain temperature, then you have to immediately bring him to the hospital because of the immunity situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, we did take him on a Friday night. I mean, it was January 19th. I mean, I still have all these dates in my mind because I, we took him immediately to the hospital and um, stayed there overnight and uh, the, my friend Sunil he was also at our house so he um, he joined me we sat through it by Saturday morning uh, his temperature was under control and um, they said okay we, he needs to stay here for some days just because uh, of his pneumonia we need to take care of uh, that and um, uh so say on sunday or so on that weekend he was uh, fine he was doing okay uh, again working on his laptop and um uh, at that point he told me that you know it seems like uh, uh, i'm getting tired of uh, uh, working and things like that so maybe um uh, after this hospitalization is done we'll uh, probably make a decision on that and uh, just uh, go to India. Uh, we'll not wait uh, for March, but maybe sometime in January itself, we'll go yeah. to India. Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, I said, okay, that looks like a good plan. Um, mm-hmm. uh, that's uh, so. No, my my father, he, he comes from a, 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 fam- a large family, so ten siblings, and uh, one of them uh, they live in Houston. My uncle. And they, when they heard about my dad um, being sick, they came uh, to visit on that specific Monday. They were here and um, uh, they were taking care of him. They said, okay, you go uh, uh, home tonight. We will take care of him. And so my dad and uh, dad's brother and his uh, wife, they both took care of uh, my dad that night. And uh, next day, so my aunt, uh, her name is Gita. She yeah. said, uh, she spoke to my dad and she said, how about uh, getting um, my mom to the hospital? Would you like that? Because he was losing interest in eating uh, food. Uh, hospital food is in general bland. Yes. So, he, um, uh, so uh, she, my, my aunt said, how about I bring you some food uh, from home? I mean, uh, and um, uh, so she asked my mom to come over on Tuesday morning. So I, when I went back, I, uh, my mom took some breakfast and lunch for him, home-cooked, and um, she uh, fed him. He was very happy, uh, and um, things looked okay for that point. But um, in, uh, at that point, that was the first time my mom had actually visited uh, him in the hospital. And after the surgery, she was there for the surgery, but after that... Um, the first time and she spent the whole day there and um, in the evening we were planning to come back and at that time he uh, started having trouble 
with pre- uh, breathing. And um, I, it was uh, something that was going on through the day. We didn't really understand that, but his oxygen levels were dipping in the okay. in the body. And um, uh, by the evening or by, by the night, um, it was, he had to be put in another... Um, uh, special uh, breathing um, uh, apparatus which uh, would help give him oxygen, oxygen yeah yeah so uh, when it was done um, before he went to bed we spoke to him and he again he didn't really um, think that it was serious I mean he, he was upbeat about things and um, we said okay we'll uh, we'll talk to you and you just uh, relax for now because that day he was sort of disturbed all day with this breathing issue and all that so um i said you just go to sleep and then we will um uh, once you regain your energy we'll talk and um so they gave him this and they gave him sedation actually uh, at that time just to relax him and um uh, he went to sleep and that's when the doctors came to me and they said um if something happens tonight like his uh, heartbeat is you know uh, twice the normal uh, pulse rate is twice the normal rate and uh, you know and uh, um he may have a cardiac arrest overnight so what do you want us to do and <laughs> so they you treat him what else can i tell you and um they said no um the, the thing is he's at this level where you know resuscitation um, is not going to help him. I mean, it may he- help him uh, live for another day or so, but then his lungs will fail because his lungs is already uh, pneum- has pneumonia. It is damaged because of the pneumonia, and uh, uh, it's, it's just uh, at a, a place where it's no no road back. No, there is no recovery. Yes, happening. yes. And uh, I said, okay. So what should I? And, uh, um, and so they said, okay, we. We are going to stop all the treatment, right. and this is only a hospice. Um, uh, uh, what they will do is manage his pain and uh, let it take its due course and uh, let him pass. So uh, that was a, a big blow to us, and um, we just did not know what to say. So, but we had a discussion uh, beforehand with the doctors and my dad. And my dad had said that if it did come to that, then uh, there are no need to um, resuscitate and um, let's just go with it. So, uh, and so because he had said that, uh, I was able to say that, okay, this is what he wanted and uh, we will go with that approach. So, that was the last time I spoke to him. And um, he he stayed in that uh, condition for roughly uh, 36 hours. And um, uh, we, at that time also, so my aunt, she was there with my mom throughout. And um, it helped a great deal that my mom was there in person with uh, my dad. At, uh, so she came to, you know, um, uh, acknowledge that he was going to pass away soon and um, i mean I, i'm i'm just glad that my aunt thought about it and uh, she was able to bring him bring my mom and uh, they both could spend uh, dad and mom could spend that day uh, when he was awake and um, 
So uh, yeah, so by Thursday, so January 25th, he, um, uh, around 11 o'clock, he, uh, he passed away and uh, in his sleep. Um, and um, we had to just, his, his last wish was to be um, buried in India. Uh, in his hometown, with uh, uh, and so we we started looking into how to do that. Uh, my church, uh, whole whole community, they came together. They uh, after that we didn't. I mean, I was pretty much in uh, a different world. I just did not know what was going on for the first two days. But I just um, wanted to ensure that everything was falling in place for uh, us to take him to India. So there was a lot of uh, paperwork and things uh, that was required. So um, uh, again, community members, they went through that whole process and um, we uh, were able to take him. And next week, uh, the following week, we were able to um, uh, uh, take him for the funeral and have, have him buried in his um, uh, church where he was uh, baptized and all that in his uh, young age. So um, that was his wish. We did take him to the uh, the house where the which was still under construction, and um, that was his wish. I mean, I wish he could have seen it. Um, it, it was not ready, but uh, the uh, the structure was ready, and uh, so. We kept him there for overnight, and um, I mean that was the least we could think of. That I mean, at least his mortal remains were were in that house, and um, and he was buried the following day. Uh, so, I mean that that was my my dad's um, and my journey uh, in in this uh, uh, cancer phase. Wow, I am just filled with so much inspiration myself. Like, look at you speaking with so much power today after, you know, what you went through. It is, I I can imagine at that point in time, what you went through was nothing. You wouldn't have had this mindset to even speak about it. But um, yeah. where you are right now, you're speaking with so much power, with so much understanding. And in hindsight, you actually went through the whole journey as you said it to me you know step by step and uh, through by doing a video like this you are really honoring your dad you're you're giving out that inspiration to everybody because it is i see in your entire story there are so many people who have come together the community your family everyone who's come together to make it happen so not yeah. a lot of people get are lucky enough to go like that yeah I was, yeah. I was very thankful for um, the family and friends and for the community members. Uh, and that's what I would say as a message to not just the caregiver, but, you know, the, the extended family and friends. Uh, they, if you see someone in going through this, definitely help them out. Uh, be there. You know, you don't have to do anything. Just be there in person. Uh, sometimes check on them occasionally. Um, do some basic thing that you know, just do their groceries for them. Don't ask them, hey, do you exactly. want your groceries to be done? Actually, go and do it for them. And uh, that uh, it actually comes back and, um, you know, it helps that individual, the caregiver and the uh, patient going through this. Um, uh, so that's, that's um, one thing. Yeah, take care. 
um, do things without them asking. Just be there. And um, also, uh, if in any uh, place, if you can give that caregiver any break uh, by, you know, uh, alternating uh, care for this individual, do that. I, we had some family members who came or uh, even friends who came to our house when we were, my dad was going through this and they said you go do your work um, you know if you need to focus on your job do that and we will be here with your dad for the rest of the day so those small things go, go a long way in uh, the person's uh, journey it's what adds up if you ask me yes and yes. you you tend to pay it forward yeah. so hence there's a lot in connection here there's a lot uh, uh, connected in how we affect other people's lives and how they are dependent we are all interdependent i would say yes. so yes. that that Indeed. comes together when uh, something like this happens now like you said in the beginning you never never even imagine something like this coming yeah. to us yes. so it was beyond your imagination it was beyond your control mm-hmm. but i must say this um, you did everything you could you did everything you could to the best of your ability you're your dad's only son and i'm pretty sure he's so proud of you wherever he is <laughs> yeah no i'm i'm that was one of the best um, moments when uh, the day i mean before he passed i mean i had some time alone with him and um, he 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 was ready and he was accepting that he was going to pass soon i mean he didn't seem um uh, that uh, or it was he knew that it was, was coming and um, he said you know uh, i only have one regret that i couldn't uh, go back to india to see the house and all that but otherwise i just had a great life and content with everything that um, uh, i have gone through and uh, uh, he said i'm glad to have you uh, around and uh, you know i'm, I'm you've done Uh, more than i would have expected you to so um, so i'm very happy about that so i mean that i cannot forget that so i mean that that just keeps me going for the rest of my life so. that uh, i mean it's it's a father son thing i can completely understand it's something to do with your parents and how i mean parents uh, when they give us a compliment also i know how much it can affect everybody so i mean yeah. it's it's a thing but even still um the way things unfolded also had a lot to do with the kind of personality your dad was jovial yes. person he was the yeah. way people came to help him the way they all flocked to him so if yes. it's positivity that you give out that has that coming right back at you also yeah. right indeed right? indeed yes yes and so, people remember him even now um his personality was such that uh, he would bring together the community so onam uh, is a weird malayali so we celebrate onam and that was one of his um, highlights uh, so he would organize onams uh, in such a way uh, that there would be groups of people serving food everything in a very meticulous and orderly fashion and uh, pe- people remembered him for that even 
like this passed on i got many people coming back and saying oh we remember francis uncle uh, we miss him during the onam functions and uh, they are actually doing the things the way he uh, had uh, scheduled and planned it so they continue doing that and there's a uh, enrichment he spent some time in richmond virginia uh, for 12 years of his uh, time here and um, they they are still organized like 300 plus people uh, onam function and they they always remember us in in those things so it's amazing a, it's, amazing yeah. so have i i don't think i said this i'm malayali too oh Oh, so I completely understand when you tell me about Onam. I completely yeah. understand when you tell me about a uh, uh, big family and coming back home and yeah. home is home. So uh, <laughs> I didn't say this in the beginning because I thought it should, you know, I should say it yeah. later on. Okay. But yeah. <laughs> glad, glad to hear that. I, I thought you're uh, probably Tamil or... Um, uh, oh, I'm Malayali. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, okay. Uh-huh. Uh, Malayali Catholic also. So. Oh, okay. Okay, okay, <laughs> Completely okay. understand. Not an issue. <laughs> so, yeah. And more importantly, it is, uh, you, you, the way you've explained your dad's life, I completely understand. It is like I watched a movie. So, um, the way you've given your message out to everybody out there who's maybe a caregiver or a patient out there who's watching this, who's listening to this, what are your words of wisdom there? What are your words from this entire experience? It has been uh, ups and downs for you, yes. complete roller coaster rides, times where you did not know what to do, times where you couldn't um, get a hold of how am I going to go through this, times where you doubted yourself, am I doing enough? I mean, yeah. Um, there are so many, so many emotions that you went through. Yes. So for someone who, and yet you were, you were blessed in a lot of other ways where people came in, people showed up and they were there and you had someone like your mother who was yes. very strong, who, who stood yeah. by you in all the caretaking part of it. Yes. So um, to someone who does not have all that, what do you have to say? My thought is, that they so caregiver well it's a caregiver or the individual who is going through this you know never lose hope you know and um, even if i mean the you know it's not headed in a right direction i i just hope it doesn't come to that but um as even my dad um, i just have that example because he is the one who went through this he was positive and optimistic about this till the last day when he went to sleep he he said i will talk to you when i wake up i mean he was that positive i mean he knew it was coming the doctor had bluntly told him that you probably have two months to live or initially they said six months but every time we met them uh, they would give us a lower number and um, and very drastic like just in within two weeks time it came down from six months to two months and uh, but um I only once did I see him uh, um, cry a little. I mean that, uh, and that too. I mean, um, it was because he was there. Someone else in our family was going through some uh, trouble, and um, he was trying to help them, and that was not um, uh, enough at that point. So, I mean, that was the reason he was in tears. But I. Uh, so that's the only time through that whole um, nine to ten months time that even after the 
the such a intense surgery he, he was strong he came back he was um joking um uh, so uh, the, like i said when he regained consciousness my mom was next to um him and uh, uh, his um, one eye i mean because uh, of the surgery he couldn't close his eyelid at that time yeah. so the uh, tears would keep coming from here because uh, you know so i keeps watering yes so my mother she used a um, uh, uh, handkerchief to just wipe his uh, tear and so he couldn't speak so he wrote on a piece of piece of paper and said oh this is um mary magdalene wife jesus tears uh, and uh, so everyone who was standing looking at this man who went through 13 hour surgery mouth swollen cannot speak and he's joking in that so in my my message is sorry for any individual who's going through this i mean it's the toughest thing for them in their life but just from seeing my dad um, i think it helps not only that individual cope with this uh, journey and uh, but also people around um, this individual who are going to be the mainstay uh, or uh, the the pillars of support uh, through this journey it encourages them also to keep going um, so uh, uh, optimism and, pos- and positivity uh, keep keep that and uh, to the caretakers i would say same thing you know just um, it would be tough don't show your sad, uh, weak uh, part to the the individual who is suffering because you have to always remember he is uh, the person suffering and you you are just the uh, uh, part uh, who can help so don't be the part that weakens his resolve or his or her resolve so um so yeah i i would be in tears but i would do it in uh, uh, completely away from him and uh, so you and you need to cry sometimes yes yes to, i mean yeah caregivers need that kind of counseling they yes. you need to let it out oh yes it's something that gets sidelined a lot because everybody's yeah. concentrating only on the patient the one who's yeah. going through it nobody yeah. bothers about the mental state of the caregiver and that yes. is like something why we are trying to do in more interviews with you so yeah. people know that okay it's okay to go through yes. such a thing it's okay exactly yeah i mean uh, my mother uh, is a, a good example of that because she was um so strong through this but i i told her you know i, I couldn't give her the full facts at that time mm-hmm. and um, so uh, even though i knew that my dad was uh, not doing well we i kept it away f- from her for uh, i just gave her hints that okay it's not uh, that good but we still have hope so i kept it that way so that she could handle because i knew if i would have said the, the been as blunt as that doctor then she would have just shattered at the, the you know, she, and despite all that you know within those 10 months it i seemed like she had aged 10 years you know the, just the stress on the individual so i mean i i tried to make her also went all this but um she had she is very strong in these kind of things she would not you know yeah uh, i understand so, i understand but only after my dad passed she was able to uh, come to terms with that but yeah that's my thing so as a caregiver you make sure you can emote to someone or 
even uh, to yourself, but do that. Uh, come to terms with uh, what you're going through, and uh, also don't uh, hesitate. Uh, try to ask for help. You know, uh, if you because there are some individuals who won't. Um, uh, come it's not easy you. for them to ask. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So just, uh, but if you ask, uh, the chances are that you will get. Uh, someone to help and because uh, without that no one really knows what you're going through and uh, they may those other individuals may not have uh, seen uh, so like I know now that if someone is going through this I should offer this to them uh, but others may not have gone through this in their life so they they wouldn't know that so yeah definitely ask uh, for help and uh, hopefully you, you would get that support from others at that point. Wow. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you so much, George, for being with us here today and sharing your story. And it's it's just been such a pleasure for me and I'm pretty sure for everybody watching this video. And um, keep inspiring us. Thank you so much for taking sure. the time out from your schedule. Thank you so much on behalf sure. of Zen Onco and Love Heals Cancer. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Really, Thank you. you have been through an ordeal and here you are sharing your story with us so powerfully. More power to you. Keep inspiring us. Thank you. Thank you, Nadia. Thank you so much. Good day to you. Take care. All the best. You too. Bye. Good day to you. Bye.